0: Hey, this is your host, Brandon Calloway. And before we get started, I just wanted to let you guys know that we are about to launch the third installment of our flagship title at Dark Moon Comics. We're launching Black Spartans Chapter 3 on Kickstarter, August 2nd. So please follow the Kickstarter pre-launch page. Black Spartans is about a world full of monsters, demons, mythical creatures, and these group of people called uh, hunter guilds that get paid to go from one city to the next to the next and uh, deal with whatever mythical creatures plague in that city that day. And so the story follows Balbino, our main character, as he goes on an adventure to build his own hunter guild from scratch and restore his father's honor. Throughout this journey, he'll meet with friends, fight demons, clash with corrupt hunter guilds, as well as come face to face with the demon king shooting doji who really just wants to protect his people. So it's a awesome story, if I do say so myself. Chapter 3 deals with the hunters, the black Spartans, trying to relax between jobs. And they come you know, on something worse than hunting demons. They have to come up against a corrupt hunter guild. So check it out, black Spartans chapter three launches on kickstarter august 2nd all right enjoy the episode what's up my fellow indie comic nerds this is brandon calloway writer and creator of black spartans founder of dark Moon comics and i am your host for the black comic creators podcast this is a podcast where we talk to black creators in the indie comics and manga space and just learn more about their creative process, their overall business, how they got into it, how they grew their audience and what inspires them. So stick around. Hope that you have as much fun listening as we do. Chopping it up and getting to know each other. All right, let's get to it. all right welcome back to another episode of black comic creators today we have javon stokes he is the owner and founder of visually stokes media um and the writer of various titles so javon go ahead i'm gonna kick it over to you uh introduce yourself and w- what you do
1: hey what's up everybody uh, thanks for listening to this awesome podcast uh my name is javon o stokes I, as said, I am the owner and founder of Visually Stoked Media. Uh, I've been a, so Visually Stoked is kind of my vessel to kind of do whatever creative thing I want to do at that particular point in time. Um, I've been doing comic books uh, uh, for the most part, but I originally, the first product I had was a a line of holiday cards. Um, And I did that like two years straight. And then I kind of transitioned and I did some artwork for uh, my mother as a writer, was a uh, writer. uh, uh, And she did a children's book and she wanted to do something together. She's an artist as well. So I said, I'll draw the children's book and if you write it. And so, you know, that was another project that we did. And then I finally said, you know what? If I'm gonna do this comic book thing, I I gotta do it. So uh, I did my first title, which is Heat. Um, I did that back in 20, 2014, 20, is it 2013 or 2014? The, the, the months and years are, are, are getting away from me. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. Um, but uh did Heat, and I've been doing that pretty much ever since. I did a couple of successful Kickstarters with it. I've done about one, two, three, four, five issues um, of Heat. And then uh, I, I reached a point where I wanted to expand and do something a little different. And then that's when I did um, Strong. And Strong, number zero, is kind of the introduction of a new character. Once again, I'm apologizing to everybody hearing the noise in the background. That's just a little work going on in my house. But um, that's what's up. But yeah, Strong uh, is was kind of my, how do I do my version of Wonder Woman? Like that's okay. kind of where I started, mm-hmm. um, and then it kind of took a life of its own from there. Yeah. And then yeah. you know, and uh, I want to do some other stuff. I am gonna do some other stuff. I'm gonna get. I have a degree in 3D animation, so oh, I cool. would like to get into animation. And uh, that I got something that I've been kind of working on, like piece by piece, that I'm trying to get there. But Perfect. yeah, you know, I do logos. I do graphic design. Anything creative. That's what's up, man. All right. So I got a, I got a bunch of questions for, for, for you. Hey, I'm here, man. Oh, and I do podcasts. I do podcasts as well. I got I got two. Uh, I co-host a podcast with um, with uh, Morgan Iverson, Danny Quick. For those that don't know, call it Top 5 Live every Tuesday. That's what's and up. And then every Thursday, I do uh, a Stoke podcast, which is me and my cousin, uh, Jamari Stokes. And we just bring on different entrepreneurs, different creative entrepreneurs, and we give them an opportunity to... You know let people know about their work and then we get to know them a little better
0: that's what's up man that's what we had danny on the show a couple of couple of episodes ago he we he he wanted to brand it as uh episode one of season two because lonzo lonzo uh from from concrete comics was our very first person that we had that we had Uh on so danny wanted he he had to he had to one up lonzo (laughs) <laughs> Danny's
1: Danny, Danny's Danny's an interesting guy, but that's my dog, man. That's yeah. my brother, man.
0: Yeah, yeah, you yeah, don't do, you don't do. It. I I love how, uh, just in general, like the the indie comics scene, especially like black creators, uh, like it's it's small. Like from the outside looking in, you might think that it's a ton of competition to get into, but it's really all love, and everybody here, working to to uh to, to help e- help each other. So
1: I wouldn't say it's small. Like, it's definitely not small. Like I've literally like it honestly, you know, I was kind of over when I first started doing heat, I was kind of over in my own little corner. Mm -hmm. And then little by little, I kind of found this community. And like, the more people I find, I find even more. So it's almost like it feels like I just jumped into the ocean. Yeah. And it's like this new guy, this new guy. But the one thing you're right, it's like all love. Like I have not. I have not run into anybody who was just like, I
0: can't stand this dude. Yeah. Um, And I guess what I mean is it's, it's close, right? Because there are, there there are a ton of black creators of it, which is why I created this podcast, right? People, uh, you know, people always talking about, especially like black people that consume this content, like are hungry for really authentic black, uh, heroes or protagonists and so whether it's manga or comics or just fantasy in general um, and you know instead of waiting on marvel or dc or the big guys that like it's it's already out there like you yeah. just gotta find it yeah and so that's the whole reason i uh uh started this podcast but you know, what, I mean, like I, I didn't even know that you and that you had a podcast with with Danny, right? And, and so yeah. uh the fact that like we, I had Danny on a, a, a few weeks ago, and, and now you know, we, here we are, me and you talking. And you're like, oh yeah, don't, I'm on this podcast. Like it, it's yeah, that. Yeah. It's Danny that. got like 50
1: podcasts, man. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, like uh, yeah. it. You know, there there is a. I, I always like to say there is a. There's a comic book for everybody out there. Yeah. Um, and if you look hard enough, you can find it. Um, yep. I do. I'm glad that a lot of, you know, not just myself, but everybody is getting a little more shine because the appetite for it has grown. Yep. And it's grown to a level that I don't think the big two can compete with. Um, and when I say compete, I mean, talent wise. Like. Right. You I mean, know, you look at that new you, Miles Morales. What
0: if? <laughs> yeah, we talked about exactly, that. Uh, exactly. But
1: what they it, what they come th- with. I think for them, for the big two, they can't. Not that they can't. They're not going to take chances mm-hmm. on the level that you know indie creators will will take a chance with. And so, and there's like you said, there's an authenticity to to right. a black voice or a Hispanic voice or an Asian voice. Or, or whatever minority uh, uh, ethnicity, you know, you want to talk about outside of, you know, a, a Caucasian person's yeah. um, voices, there's, there's an authenticity to it, which is why you don't run into like a Miles Morales' Thor thing, <laughs> you know, in the indie scene. You yeah. don't run into it a lot, you know? Um, but I, I love it, man. I yeah. Honestly, you know, everybody's giving me love, and I try to give love back. Um, I try to do shout outs whenever I can but you know it isn't it's, it's intimidating but mm-hmm. it's also like I I have a, I'm a competitive person so I always joke and I'm always like you know every time you know Danny or Morgan or Greg LSA or mm-hmm. um, Greg Burnham and them dudes I, I could go on and on but every time they put out something nice and I'm like oh man let me go get my pencil, man. All right. Let me, (laughs) let me redo that page. I can do better than that. So like, I like the competitive nature. It's not like, it's not like a, you know, I don't want them to succeed, but like they push me on a level, you know, that, you know, I got to step up my game. And if I step up my game, then my product is better. And once again, nobody else is not eating. We are all
0: eating. Right. Right. Just, you know, I always come from a standpoint of just because you like, you know uh so if, if a reader is reading your story you know it, like to me that doesn't mean oh well now they're not gonna read mine it just it it means that the, like they they have the opportunity to enjoy both stories you know like me as a reader I like I like liking stuff right so I like right, to right. find stuff that, that that I like uh and you know if I read you know, if I read one thing and I get finished reading just like binge in a show if you binge a show and it's over you're like man what else is there in this yeah. whole thing that i didn't even know existed this whole okay. genre i didn't even know existed and so I, I like success for some like i feel like success for one of us in the indie industry is uh just really opening the door for success for absolutely everybody, everybody. Absolutely, but, uh, but- Oh, this this ain't this ain't about the industry in general this is about
1: you okay. <laughs> okay. listen, yeah. man, I, I'm, I'm all for i tell I, if you hear if you ever listen to my podcast i always talk about how i'm a historian of comic books like I, I i i just i like reading books about comics i like reading a bunch of other comics i got a stack of indie comics sitting right in front of me that i gotta get to uh i i just like to talk about the industry and i love talking about the the independent but yeah we could we could talk about me
0: yeah uh, yeah so i, <laughs> I, of- I wanted to yeah, in a, you kind of with that I already started sort of because i i wanted to know how you got my, my first question was how you got from uh like greeting cards or or uh you, you said oh, you did, children uh before that you said you did uh i did greeting i went i did yeah. how okay so yeah, how you got right. from green uh, cards okay. to to right, uh, right. to to comic books you know so really what i mean what what got you in the in the comics but i mean you you just said you're a comic book historian but but in general yeah what, what, uh, so my
1: story is kind of convoluted but i'll try and i try and succinct do it as succinct as possible <laughs> um, i've I, i've read comics my entire life um it's how my, I, I tell people how my vocabulary got better. Um, I would read a comic book, I'd see a word and I would go to my mom and be like, what does that word mean? And she'd be like, go to the dictionary. <laughs> and so I was constantly going back and forth to the, what is this word? You know, so like I was learning bigger words because, you know, in the 80s and, you know, the, the, the 80s and the 90s, you know, ain't, you know they, they had huge words, especially if you read like a Fantastic Four, you'd be like di- thermonuclear, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, <laughs> 10. And yeah. I'm like, what? What is the thermonuclear? Let me read. What is that? <laughs> so like I would read up on stuff and I keep reading. But I, I've, I've always loved comic books. Um, I've been an artist for as long as I can remember. Uh, my mo- Like I said, my mother's an artist and I just I've been following my mom's footsteps. But uh, I love comics and I've always loved comics. So I ended up going to the uh, Savannah College of Art and Design. Uh, and when I got there, I was like, man, they have a they have a a, a, a a major for comic books. I was like, man, I'm gonna do that. And then I started talking to somebody there. I can't remember, but they started telling me how much like a comic book creator makes. And you know I'm nineteen'm I'm eighteen years old at this time. I'm like, no, that's not enough money. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, what else could I do? And so I found 3D and I think it was computer animation at the time. So I was like, that's interesting. So I did that. Uh, And then I was uh, in school until a certain point Then I took a break and I came back home. And when I came back home, you know, I was kind of, I didn't know what I was going to do. Like I knew I was I was going to finish school, but I I was, I didn't want to just sit around on my behind. So I did a couple things. One, I did a a, a, a my first comic book. It was uh, it was called The Dark Path. You're not gonna find it anywhere. If you find it, I would love a copy because I don't have one. <laughs> um, it was it was it was not great. Um, it was not well colored. It was not well. It I mean, it was drawn as well. I was learning as I was going along. Right. You know, I was learning about needing references and using perspective correctly all the time and and all this other stuff. And But I was kind of just doing it, you know, like, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes you just got to do something. Right, right. And so I I did the book and then I like, (laughs) I used to work at a print shop. And so like I, I took it to my job and I had like a whole room to myself and I literally printed out like 25, 30 copies of it. Uh, and then bind it was bound together with like glue it was was terrible (laughs) it was was terrible Uh, but you made it you made it happen happen. I made it happen uh and so I took this book and then I went to I I don't remember what comic-con I went to but I just started passing it out to big wigs in the comic in in comics at the time and uh I never forget I I it was Axel Alonzo Mm-hmm. the the editor i gave him my book and he was like oh and he started like flipping through it and he kind of gave a very not nah, i want I, I don't like to say brutal but he critiqued it and you know after the critique i was like man i got a lot of work to do uh so i kind of took a break from it um and then i started to do like i i began the start the beginning of like really trying to do the the first version of visually stoked it was like javon stoke studios back then Mm -hmm. and that's when i said well i can but i can draw and i want to make a little bit of money so i'm once again i'm at the print shop and i I just bought paper my own paper i brought it in and then i printed out my holiday cards and then i put them in like ziploc bags and you know i bought the envelopes for them and i sold them at like ten dollars a pop for the entire holiday season and i did okay um and then the next year i started working on the next issue of the dark path which in retrospect i probably should have just redid the first issue but i wasn't thinking like that i was just like just do it yeah so i did the comic book but that never saw the light of day um ever uh i actually had a couple i probably have a couple pages up on my website now and my portfolio but the second issue was significantly better Mm -hmm. Uh, and I saw like growth in like listening to what Axel said, listening to what a couple other people said, uh, but everything kind of stopped because I I was able to make my way back to school to finish school, and so I went back to SCAD, and then that's when my major changed to 3D animation, and then I finished my degree, and, and then I came back home, and you know i kind of put the comics aside and in my mind i was like all right need to get a job in 3d animation need to get a job in 3d animation and getting a job in 3d animation is hard like it is hard um <laughs> and so like i was i'm back home in connecticut um after a few years of trying and it just wasn't working mm-hmm. um what do you think the I, what was the what was the wall i was in connecticut
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> nothing against my hometown but it's a lot harder to get a job you know and then there's also the fact that you know in the animation field they don't really want to hire you for like benefits and all that they want to hire you for uh, like six months yeah work for hire months. they don't
0: want full-time employees they wanted to be contracted do your thing yeah, and but pass. i didn't know this yeah
1: you know like i came out well, I'm thinking like, is there any other job? So I had right. no idea and I learned like as it was going. And then, you know, I was, I was, uh, I was like, I had gotten engaged and I kind of was sitting in my apartment and I was like, I'm about to be, I'm going to be married soon. If I'm going to do this comic book thing, I need to do it now because what, you know, life can get away from you so quickly. Right. So I sat down at my kitchen table and did the first issue started drawing the first issue of heat learning as i go learning as i went uh this time i you know found out about printers that i could send it to Mm -hmm. you know i learned how much money you know how much i should charge for it and everything um i did a kickstarter for it and i learned there because like my my kickstarter goal was like it was like eight thousand dollars I didn't know what the heck I was
0: doing. <laughs>
1: and so that failed spectacularly. Uh, uh, and then I was like, all right, well, I'm going to, I'm going to do it again. And so I did the Kickstarter again, but this time I set the for like 2000 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I like just made it over. And then it just started rolling from there. You know, people started liking the book, and then I did the second issue, and then I did the third issue. Yeah. And then I had, a, you know, the, the uh, I did um, Terrificon in uh, Connecticut
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, at Mohegan Sun. Uh, I did that with my three issues. The only thing I had was three issues of Heat. I didn't. I I, didn't, I didn't have nothing else. Uh, actually, no. I had the, the children's book that I worked on. With my mother. Um, and then I was just, and I killed it. Like I killed it. I walked away with almost no books. And so so. I was like, okay. And so like, I was kind of learning the industry as I go away, go. Uh, I did another issue the next year. I did a graphic novel, like a 70 page, uh, graphic novel called heat, the black flame Mm -hmm. did a Kickstarter for that still set the uh, low bar made it though. Uh, then I, you know, took that, went back to Terrificon again, killed it again. This time it was crazy because I had people coming up to me like, man, I like the first three. What else you got? You got the new stuff. And then mm-hmm. I was like, all right, yeah, I got it. So I did Terrificon. Then I turned around and did Dragon Con in Atlanta mm. uh, with my with my three books and my graphic novel. And then I killed it there. And then like COVID hit. Ah. And then it was like everything just stopped. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then during COVID, um, I w- I kind of felt I was burned out from heat. No pun intended. <laughs> uh, and so I was like, "Let me do something different." And so I started and did strong. And I and when I tell you that I drew almost the entire issue and flatted almost the entire issue and even colored some of it and lettered the whole thing, and then while I was doing that, I started watching. This why I told you it's convoluted. I I started watching a graph uh, a a is it a biography or a documentary about Todd McFarlane. Mm-hmm. He was talking about how you know you got to focus all your energy on one thing and make that thing amazing. And I was like, that's a great, that makes sense. So I just, I said, let me stop strong. And then I did my first issue of Heat, which is the first issue of an ongoing series. Uh-huh. So this is me,
0: you know, focusing on it. And Wait, when I you finished, mean you, you stopped Heat and did Strong? Stopped strong and so
1: did I, I stopped Strong and I put Strong, which was almost done, away for a little uh-huh. bit. And then I did Heat again. I came back to Heat. And then i did a couple comic cons with the new, new issue of heat and then you know i'm doing the second issue and i'm like i have an entire book just sitting in my computer mm-hmm. that's ridiculous this is a stupid. Mm-hmm. i was like literally berating myself and so i said let me pull it out it's almost done and then i i i, I just finished it up you know yeah. i had like two pages to draw i finished up the coloring i finished everything up and then i did this last kickstarter and you know it, it actually did a little more on my goal but i still went over the goal and you know you know it seems to be resonating it seems to have resonated with people and i can't wait until i get um the copy in hands of, uh, get it in people's hands that's what's and up, now man. i'm back to doing heat number two <laughs>
0: that's what's up that's what's up yeah that's a great story long journey yeah yeah so uh the next i mean my obvious question is tell me about heat what is like what is it what what, what's the what's the story what inspired it like tell me about heat
1: uh heat started off as a project in college Mm -hmm. where i had to make a 3d model of a character and so i did this little boy as a superhero and he had like dish dish pant dish gloves like you you know you wash dishes mm-hmm. he had a miami Heat jersey on uh he had a little mask over his face big shoes whatever um and i called him heat and you know i did it came up with a crazy backstory i didn't really need to do all that but whatever mm-hmm. um and so i i did that and and i did well and then i looked at it and i was like you know i love the name and i like the powers but I don't really like the design, so <laughs> I started pulling pieces away from it. This was the, when I was in school the second time around, and then I took Heat, and then I kind of just rebuilt it. Um, I the original pitch for Heat was, "Well, what if Cam Newton got superpowers?" Um, but it has kind of evolved into how I personally would react if I got superpowers when I was in my 20s hmm. and um, how a young Black man with an incredible amount of power has to maneuver in a world where your brute power doesn't necessarily mean that you can just do whatever you want to do or yeah. whatever. So That's kind of where where it has evolved to. So, you know, my first three issues Dealt with um, the character being partially responsible for the death of a civilian. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the graphic novel was him dealing with a loved one who gets sick. And then um, the ongoing series started with kind of, I did it during the quarantine and during all the, you know, George Floyd and everything. And I was like, you know, this is the perfect story for me to talk about and in the story he's kind of dealing with a similar situation and you know you can have all the power i I say this a lot i say it so much in comic cons that it's it's lost all meaning for me Mm -hmm. but you know you can have all the power in the world but you can't fix everything right and that's kind of been my tagline for for heat from the start you know but it's it's i've always because i always listen to you know my friends and people and young you know black men talk about if they had superpowers or whatever what would they do and i always think in my mind you know i could do that but it wouldn't be uh it wouldn't be as successful as you think it would be like yeah you could go blow up every racist in the world but that's not going to do anything but embolden the racists that are already there right so i try to kind of have that and the other side of the story, the other side of that dichotomy is the uh, Heat's father. Heat's father is a lawyer, so the two of them, the story, their story is kind of also at the center of every uh, issue uh, because the two of them have different ideologies, and but th- there's love there, you know. Yeah. Like he wants to Cameron Clark is his name. Uh, wants his father to respect and appreciate him as a man and you know his father loves his son and wants his son to be a mature man but because they have different ideologies regarding like everything yeah and you know how it is when you know a lot of parents are the same as their kids yeah and because they are the same there's this, this constant there's bunny, head, flash, so.
0: yeah yeah right sure. right that, but that's, that's
1: heat man it's it's, it's, it, but it's supposed to be fun, but it is a bit more pessimistic uh, than strong.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, got, it, it sounds like it has some, uh, a lot of realism in it and that it's designed to, it, it sounds like it's designed to, to make the reader enjoy it, but also, you know, kind of uh, like intentionally self reflect and, and, and force themselves to put themselves in the shoes of, of a, of the the story characters. And so, you know, wh- whether it be reading it and identifying with the dad or reading it and identifying with the, with, yep, with yep. he. So, so that, that's what's up. Tell, tell us about Strong. You said Strong is, is, a uh, is more optimistic. Strong
1: is the story of wish fulfillment.
0: Um, mm-hmm. uh, if I
1: say anything more about the wish fulfillment part, I'm going to spoil something in the book. So I'm not going to do that. But what oh. I will say is, it is a story of a young woman taking her power and using it in a way that she's comfortable with. Um, strong doesn't necessarily like violence, but understands the world that she exists in. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to be violent, but if she's going to use, if she's going to be a hero, she's going to be a hero her way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I I, did my best and I, I really put a concentrated effort to write her not as a stereotypical woman right like Mm -hmm. there are a lot of tropes that male writers use for women Mm -hmm. and i tried to ignore almost as as many of them as i could um i tried to do it and be as authentic as possible um the story in strong number zero is basically her allowing a reporter to tag along with her as she does her you know her thing you know the reporter wants to get to know more about Strong and a strong just wants the reporter to hey look just i'm going to save these people you document that i don't need to tell you about my life but they're both kind of trying testing each other's walls and um and it's a story that is almost shy of it's almost uh not shy it's almost absent of male influence Hmm. um the reporter is a female uh the uh antagonist is a female um there is you know there's no romance there's no you know man in between the reporter and strong you know it's none of that like this is but I tried to write it in the way that you know even as men we can see ourselves in it we can empathize with it we can relate to it um which was a big uh now I won't even challenge I guess challenge might not be the right word but I did you know, it took some work. You know, mm-hmm. like trying to put myself in that frame of mind um, to do that, and yeah, it, it took, also it took barrier. listening too. Yeah, it took listening too because I, I listened to, you know, a couple of my female friends, and and they would tell me what they don't like about certain female characters and comics.
0: I'm like, oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, um, yeah and that, that's what I was gonna ask. You know, about because because I've I have thought about uh I've thought about writing uh. Like female centric characters or, or or stories that you know, mainly and predominantly feature female, female characters, but I'm always worried that uh that I won't be like my inauthentic in inauthenticity will, will will come through. You know, if if I have yeah. that, if I don't have that lived experience, uh, I'm basically I uh, I'm worried about you know kind of. Uh, tropes and stereotypes uh and, and so i was curious to see how how you overcame that uh and so sound sounds like talking to a, i don't know if it Overcame came yet?
1: we'll see when, when early we'll see we'll, really
0: we'll see i'm 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 hoping i'm <laughs> praying uh,
1: but i i just i like i listen like if i go to the mall and i hear two women talking like they'll listen to what they're talking about and I might write down notes in my phone Uh or, you know, like I love the show Insecure, which Uh is written, you know, Issa Rae, shout out. But like, I I love that show. So I kind of, I binge watched it maybe a couple of times while I was doing this rewrites for the script, Uh Uh, just listening for how the cadence and how they talk um, they talk. That sounds so terrible. But you guys, <laughs> I feel what you're saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm a huge fan of of like Grey's Anatomy and shows from Chandra Rhymes. Mm-hmm. And I know there's a lot of female influence in, uh, in the writers' room there. Um, I just kind of listen. Um, I listen to every female that I know, my wife, my friends, everything, even my daughters. Like I just kind of listen. But what I also did, you know, I, I tried to write it like just write it. And then like, okay, a woman wouldn't say that. A man would say that, you know what I mean? Like that's what mm-hmm. I kind of did. So I'm I'm very, that's why I like, I'm I'm kind of like, I got butterflies in my stomach and I can't wait for the book to come out because yeah. like if it's not it, I have no problem with people saying this ain't it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, you know, I think I did all right. I think that's, I, what, that's I think
0: what's up. okay. Uh, uh, that's what's up, I mean, I mean it, it sounds like you, uh, you were really active and intentional about you know trying to trying to make sure that you pulled in those outside voices with lived experiences uh and and jump it like jumping in and saying hey i'm gonna i'm gonna take a chance uh, yeah yeah and, and so absolutely yeah like that's 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 what's up man that's what's up well, you know so getting to the, the the business of comic which you've already talked about a lot uh you know you mentioned that you've like you, you did uh, a few Kickstarters, and you know you've been to been to some cons, and so uh, uh, I guess my my question is about how how you went about growing your because in order to do a Kickstarter, you got to like you got to have an audience to launch a Kickstarter, which I'm assuming you found out when you just launched that eight thousand dollar Kickstarter. <laughs> you know you, you got to have an audience that matches your yeah. goal before before you 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 launch it. Uh, so how'd you go about building up your audience for that b- before that Kickstarter before your uh, you know in business?
1: retrospect the, the the fail the failed Kickstarter actually helped because mm-hmm. I had to market that and I had to learn how to market that. Mm-hmm. so it got it got my name out there you know like it 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 wasn't wholly unsuccessful because people right. did back it um, they just not enough so doing it and failing actually helped um i a lot of social media um it was a lot of social media um a lot of reaching out to people directly Mm uh going to different groups chat groups Mm -hmm. um heck even just like i would go to my comic book shop and i would just kind of like stand around if there was a large group of people there i would just kind of stand around where they talk and i'm like hey you know i have a comic book i'd interject myself in the conversation like however i was however i could get it done
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um i could get it done uh but after that once it you know the kickstarter uh was able to go live i did a i did some things you know i did um once i once i got the books printed I did different, you know. I would like do a signing at a, a school, not a school uh, signing at a um, comic book shop. I did like two signings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did this thing where uh, I don't even remember where I got the idea from, but I reached out to either it was either five or it was somewhere between five and ten books, th- uh, not books, uh, comic shops throughout America. Mm-hmm. Like two in California, one in Atlanta, one in New York. I, I, it was like everywhere. Mm. And then I just like emailed them. No, I called them. Like I straight just called them and said, look, I have a new book. I'm just trying to get it out there. How about we do, how about I make a deal? I will send you guys five free books and you just sell them. You keep the profit. If you want more, reach out to me and I'll get, and then we can work something out. Mm. Um, and you know, it, I don't know how successful it was. I know I called back once and they're like, yeah, we sold out and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't say anything else anymore about that. So yeah. Um, so it was like uh it was, it, you know, I just tried different things. I might do that uh free book thing again, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. but you know, different things. Do like I said, do the 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 Comic Con was like the big coming out for me. Mohegan Sun. Mm-hmm. Um I got my i got my books into a lot of people's hands and then it just kind of grew from there um i know my book ended up in a in a library uh it uh, you know a couple of schools uh, a couple of teachers asked for copies for their school mm-hmm. you know it just and i was just there was a point where i was just like anywhere i could be to sell my comic that's where i was
0: yeah that's what's up that's what's up it's, it's, it sounds like you you uh you you kind of just tried to think outside of the box and come up with creative ways to yeah. put your name out there uh and so so when you say social media uh was it was w- w- what have you found to be the, the best platform for you you know instagram is a good platform or seems to be a good platform for this visual medium but facebook is more interactive and then there's twitter and that and i don't even know if you got in uh, tiktok danny was trying to get me on tiktok and nah, <laughs> I, I try, man. I, yeah. I listen, I, I can't. So, coming
1: up with those skits for Danny is easy for me. Like, I, I got to save my brain power for for other creative endeavors. I, right. Me and TikTok just ain't working, but uh, Facebook, I, I'm, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, uh, even LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, I i snapchat i try but it doesn't really help me yeah uh you know but yeah and uh and and the podcast you know to be honest with you they they brought in more uh readers for me than in in the last oh excuse me the last year you know doing top five live and i've, I've been doing a, a Stoke podcast for about 20 weeks now twenty twenty one weeks Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it built, it's built my audience uh, significantly larger, Um, but also MailChimp, uh, getting people's emails, making sure I get your email. And then I send out like a update every, you know, uh, every week or something, every other week or whatever. Yeah. Just make sure your name doesn't disappear from people's minds. Right. Um, And then, you know, just getting out there. I mean, doing comic books, doing any business, you almost have to have like a maniacal, you know, maniacally focused mindset. You know, like this is going to be successful no matter what. Like, I don't care what anybody says. I don't care if friends or family tell me it's not going to be it or whatever. You just kind of have to put your head down. I I had uh, a long, long, I always tell the story, but I had a long time ago, uh, a young lady I was dating told me I would never have a comic book. I would never have a comic book. And even if I did, nobody would buy it.
0: <laughs>
1: and I think about I think about her every time I finish a book, every time I, I put a what's book up? in somebody's hands and they give me money back. And I think about her and I go, oh, OK, right? <laughs> so you know, I'm, I told you I'm competitive, man. I'm yeah. like, OK, if you tell me I can't do something, I'm going to do it right and then i'm you know i might not come into your face and make sure and say it to you but you might see it and you might feel like oh okay all right i was wrong yep but yeah you just gotta like you know do it you gotta take it seriously like you know like anything like anything you do you just have to take it seriously like there are a lot of people who try to uh half i'm gonna curse i'm half ass comics yeah yeah you know they and they you know they try to slap something together and then they wonder why, you know, their book isn't selling. Well, you know, if you're not making sure it's quality, if you're not, you know, you know doing marketing correctly, if you're not, you know, respectful of the craft, nothing good is gonna come of it. Right. Um, but, and I appreciate i you know, met so many people who are respectful for the craft. And then we all share information and, and experience between all of us to try and, you know, make us, you know, even better
0: yeah yeah that's what's up man that's what's up well so i i, I appreciate you coming on man sharing your story tell let, let uh let everybody know how how can they find you where can they if they want to read heat strong how, how can how can they do it how can they get to you
1: okay so you can if you go to my website uh visually com, you can Pre-order strong. If you missed the Kickstarter, you can pre-order now. So, because I still haven't put in the order for the books, I'm still waiting for the Kickstarter to finish going through whatever they got to do after you, you know, you you you're successful. Yep. So before the funds come in, so if you want, you can go to visuallystoke.com. Is it visuallystoke.com backslash strong to pre-order a book? If you want to read Heat, you can go to visuallystoke.com backslash heat um you can also go to visuallystoked.com/online-store uh to pre-order strong Buy heat. I've got t-shirts, I've got uh, holiday cards still. That's I've dope. got uh children's books, I've got hoodies. Um all that stuff is you know all the clothing is made to order. Uh so yeah, if you find me on visuallystoked.com, you can find me on Facebook uh uh, visually stoked media you can find me by my name uh you can find me at a stoked podcast i have page for that as well you can find me on top five live uh nation you can find me there uh you find me instagram by my name javon stokes visually stoked media on instagram on twitter visually underscore stoked i'm everywhere man the you know
0: that's what's up and and tell people uh what's the what's the premise behind top five Live. tell everybody about that (laughs)
1: top five live is where danny morgan and i get together we choose a topic and like so for instance we'll say uh last uh top five female r&b singers in the last 30 years Mm -hmm. and we all will make our individual lists and then we'll talk about our list we each say our list and then we have fun kind of digging at each other for you know Mm -hmm. For, for having for a different listing <laughs> yes yeah, you know it's entertainment you know like yeah. you know we we argue we joke you know it's discussion you know we also talk about you know you know real topics Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know i know t- uh, morgan wants to talk about you know the uh w- uh row uh the row verdict uh so we talk about you know some topics first and then the second half of the show we do the the uh the list but it's it's meant to be in fun we have guests come on uh when you're watching it understand we don't hate each other we are joke like a lot of it is jokes you know we are all in on the joke we are enjoying each other like it's all fun that's what's and, up you know we you know we're just having fun man
0: that's what's up that's what's up well cool Javon Stokes visually stoked media I appreciate you coming on sharing your story. Uh, And sharing your your creative journey So thanks, appreciate you coming on Thank you for having me on man, I appreciate it So that does it for another episode Of Black Comic Creators Hopefully you found a new creator To follow You had a little bit of fun, learned something uh, And just enjoyed yourself So like I said, that's it Next week we got another new creator uh, New content Dropping every Friday trying to drop every friday don't 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 hold me to that uh but yeah new content coming on a consistent basis if you're interested in learning more about dark moon comics more about the manga that we're releasing uh go to darkmooncomics.com you can find us on social media instagram or facebook at dark Moon comics. uh check out black spartans and Make sure you like and subscribe and just follow the podcast and stay tuned for, like I said, new episodes dropping every Friday. Peace.